What's up and welcome to the Anti-Hustle Social Selling Podcast. I'm Andrea Clark, former family therapist turned network marketing leader and coach. I'm an attraction marketing expert, a top earner, and a mindset queen. I built my influence and business to the top using proven social media strategies and modern duplicatable systems, and I'm obsessed with helping you do the same. If you want to have true time leverage, boundaries, and fun in your business while rocking an abundance mindset, tune in each week for interviews, tips, and strategies that will help you trade hustling your face off for duplication, ease, and flow while still crushing every single one of your goals. So let's dive right in. What is up, anti-hustlers? Okay, I am really excited about this episode. Today on my team call, I spoke with my team about two things that lead to success in your business, success crushing goals, um, you know, meeting your financial goals. And the two things were skill mastery and self-mastery. And I really took a deep dive because my team's super set up for skill mastery. So I didn't deep dive into that, but I really took a deep dive today into um, self-mastery. And a big portion of people who struggle with self-mastery is distorted thinking. And distorted thinking and nervous system dysregulation, like self-regulation or self-dysregulation, they all go hand in hand. And so I was like, you know what? And and like it was it was such a good training um, because I have a background in mental health and psychology um, as a retired family therapist. They get a lot of significant deep dives with me when I do do mindset with them. It's not that stereotypical rah rah you know, motivation crap that you get in the industry. It's some deep, um, meaty stuff that they walk away and they can apply what they've learned and move forward, which is awesome. So I thought, you know, I'm going to record a podcast um, and I'm going to talk about distortions. I'm going to talk about cognitive distortions and what they are and how they affect our self-mastery. And um, so if you've never heard of what a cognitive distortion is, it is a distorted way of thinking. So I want you to think about if you were standing in front of a mirror and you splashed a glass of water in on the mirror and then you were looking at yourself, your image of yourself would be distorted because the water from the mirror would be running down the mirror and would be causing a distorted image of you, okay? You'd be seeing a distorted image of you. But that's not what you look like. That's just what the image looks like because of the water, okay? That is what distorted thinking does it distorts reality for you. It creates a different reality for you, okay? When you have distorted thoughts. They're irrational thoughts, okay? And I believe that there's a few, so there's actually 10 common um, distorted thoughts, all right? Um, Or sorry, there's actually 10 common um, cognitive distortions. They've found 15, but there's 10 common ones. And I'm just gonna share a couple that I think are very prevalent in business, um, in this industry. Okay. And, um, I think we're in, 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 we're in a unique industry in the sense that, although I do see it in the coaching industry too, but I don't, I don't hang in the coaching industry a lot. However, I hear about it, right. Cause I follow some coaches and stuff cause I get coaching and things, but, um, we're in a unique industry in the sense that it's very community driven. And so it's hard 
it's hard to be in a community where it's it's hard not to compare, right? So I am going to talk about a special kind of comparison that I see in this industry a lot, okay? But I'm going to save it for last. So the first distortion that I see a lot is all or nothing thinking. Like if you get if you don't 100% achieve a goal or 100% achieve something, um that you're a failure, that you failed, that it doesn't count. Like if you grew your business by any percent or you grew your enrollments by any percent, that's still growth. And it's still amazing, but people will get so upset if they don't like hit a rank or hit a certain income or whatever. And it's like, okay, well, it doesn't count now. Like I failed. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? Like you had so much growth. And so looking at growth is, is looking at the gray. People look at people as all good or all bad, right? Um, It's this very all or nothing mindset and black and white thinking is very, it's just, um, Looking at something as just a success or a failure, first of all, life, that's just, that's way too basic of a way to look at things. <laughs> like It's just too basic. And um, it really steals your joy. It really steals your joy. And it steals your ability to feel neutral about things. Um, the next is overgeneralization. So um, I used to do this one all the time. Overgeneralization is where you make a rule um, after a single event or a series of coincidences, like using the word always or never. So um, not that you have to say always or never, but that's typically what is a part of this is, you know, I always fall short of my goals. Um, My upline never responds to me in a timely manner. Um, My sidelines always advance faster than I do. Like that kind of thing where you act like it's an absolute. I'm sorry, but there's no absolutes like this. Like the... You can't, something doesn't always happen. That means it happens 100% of the time. That's just not accurate. It might happen frequently. It might feel like it always happens or it might feel like it never happens, but it's not true. It's not true. There's no way it's true, right? And when you think like that, it makes you feel like shit, right? It makes you feel like sad, frustrated, mad, like you can't win. It's just not good. It's not good. You see how that distorts your reality? Another one is... Um, discounting the positive. I hear this one on my team all the time. I'll go DM one of my teammates and I'm like, oh my gosh, you did so amazing. You, um, earned your five for 500 girl. That's awesome. You know, like whatever. I'm so stoked for them. And they're like, yeah, I did, but I really wanted to hit this rank. And I just, I fell short by, by this much. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like automatically, They don't even hear the awesome part. They just automatically go to where they fell short, right? Or somebody will ask somebody to do a training on my team. And I'm like, I message them after. I'm like, oh my gosh, you did such a great job. That was an incredible training. That was an incredible training. Yeah, okay, well, but I just, I was so nervous. And then there was this thing that I forgot to say. And and I'm like, oh my gosh, all you're focused on is the negative. Like just discounting any of the good stuff, right? What does that make you feel when you do that? You, you just, you don't, you feel like crap. You feel like crap. So what happens is, is your nervous system responds to that. And then you're feeling, um, it goes into different responses, right? And I'm not even going to try to get into the science of this, but it's like, it goes into flight, fight, fawn, or freeze in responding to your thoughts. Right. Um, and so if you go into freeze mode or fawn mode, typically that can be like a nervous system shutdown response, right? People typically when they're in that mode, they feel depressed, they feel sad. If you are in a, in a flight mode, you're feeling anxious, right? If you're in a fight mode, you're feeling mad, right? Um, the next is jumping to conclusions. 
So you're going to experience this a lot in your sales conversations or your community in your interpersonal. Okay. And what this looks, so jumping to conclusions, there's two parts. There's the mind reading. And this is like when someone thinks um, they can know like how somebody else is going to react or that they, that they know how people think about others, about them, like that they know what people are thinking about them. And I used to be like this. It caused me so much social anxiety. I used to think that I knew how people were thinking about me and feeling about me. And if they were upset with me, oh my gosh, like what the heck? How could I know that? So um, that's one. And then the other is fortune teller error. When you predict events will unfold in a particular way, you often try to avoid something difficult, right? So you think something's going to turn out bad. You think it's a verifiable fact. So then you avoid it. It's like, how would you know? You're not God. Like, what are you talking about? So it's um, these things really create issues. They can create issues in your sales conversations. If you think, oh, I'm upsetting them. I'm bugging them. I'm this or that. And then you act like a weirdo in the DMs trying to close people, right? Because you're you're having this like anxious, this whole anxious attachment experience with the people you're trying to close. Or you think things are going to turn out badly. You think you're not going to hit your ranks. So you don't even try. You think that nobody's going to accept you at the retreat. Nobody's going to bring you in and want to want to be your friend. So you don't even go to the retreat, right? Or you think, oh, my sidelines aren't going to like me. So you don't even try. Well, and then they don't end up liking you because you're standoffish. So then you're a self-fulfilling prophecy. I mean, come on, people. Like, you see how these distortions just totally jack you up? Like, this is what I'm talking about here, okay? Another one is um, emotional reasoning. And I used to be the queen of emotional reasoning. So let me just tell you about emotional reasoning. It is a way of judging yourself or your circumstances based on your emotions. So the type of reasoning assumes that because you're experiencing a negative emotion, it must accurately reflect reality. So I always like to say, um, oh, I'm feeling angry. Therefore, I must have something to be angry about, right? Or I'm feeling sad. Therefore, there must be something sad going on to be sad about. Or I'm feeling shame or guilt. Therefore, I must have done something to be ashamed of or guilty of, okay? No, like that's not always true, right? We don't need to be looking for a story to back up our feelings. Sometimes we just have fleeting feelings. So I used to think, well, I'm mad. So if I'm mad, that means that person must have done me wrong, right? Like it's just, it's just using my emotions to justify um, a situation, right? Reasoning my way with my feelings. Well, my feelings aren't facts. And maybe sometimes did my feelings and the facts line up for sure. But most of the time, probably not. Okay. And then the last one I'm going to share is kind of like a made up one from me, but really it's in, it's embedded in all of these. Okay. And if you want to go look up the 10, go look up the 10 um, and go see what applies to you. But I call it extreme comparison. And within that, what I mean is like, you know, and everybody always says comparison is the thief of joy and all this stuff. And I don't actually like that saying, I mean, it is the thief of joy, but I don't care about that. Here's what I care about. Stealing your own power, stealing your own creativity. So what I see hap- that happens a lot is people will victimize themselves by telling themselves, well, somebody else has success because of their circumstance. And I can't do that because of my circumstance. So, and honestly, you guys, it chaps my ass. I'm just like, what? Seriously? So um, they just literally gave their power away. Like what is happening right now? So for like, I'll just give you some examples. What, like, I'm just pretending, right? So like, um, well, they have success because they're blonde and skinny and blue-eyed. I, that actually used to be a belief of mine, you guys. No joke. Um, in this industry, I thought you had to be like blonde, skinny, and blue-eyed, and that's what would make you successful. Like have the look. And I have since challenged those beliefs, and I know that that's not true. Obviously, I'm proof to that. And my mentor is proof to that. She's like, 
She is like um, no makeup, New Yorker, brunette, um, you know, baddie, like super successful in this industry. Okay. Super well-known in this industry, super successful. But I used to think that I used to think, well, I don't have the blonde, skinny, blue eyed look, so I'm not gonna be successful. I mean, what the heck? I gave my power away. That's ridiculous. And people will think things like, well, yeah, she can be successful because she's an empty nester. She doesn't have kids. She can be successful because, you know, she doesn't have the stress. Her husband makes money already. Well, of course she can travel. um, Of course she can travel more easily to retreats because she's making more money already or her husband has money or you know, of course she's successful because she's been in this industry longer. Of course she's successful. She already had a successful career. Well, of course she's successful. She doesn't have as many kids as I do. Of course she's successful. Um, you know, she got lucky with having this person in her network, of course. And I'm just like that kind of comparison literally F's you up. Like you are just handing your power away on a silver platter. You're victimizing yourself. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Anybody could look at you and think about why you're more successful than they are or why, of course, you're successful because. Anybody can turn their story into a sob story. That's why it's called a cognitive distortion. So for you to think that you have a sob story or for you to think like, oh, that person's better than I am or that person's more successful because they have life easier. It is a you're hallucinating. Essentially, you're hallucinating. You don't know shit about their shit. And they don't know shit about your shit. And I find it disturbing. Like, honestly, when I look at people who are really successful, and maybe they're more and they're more successful than I am, I study them. And I look and I go, what makes them so successful? I'm curious. And sometimes if I experience jealousy, which, by the way, jealousy is usually the emotion that triggers somebody to say the next thing, which is, well, of course they're more successful, blah, blah, blah. You're rationalizing to make yourself feel better about where you are in your life. And that's not okay. Just hold yourself accountable, own your shit and keep moving forward. Like you don't need to diss on somebody else to make yourself feel better about where you are. You are where you are because of the choices that you make. Like true story. Okay. So when I look at somebody and I, and maybe I might feel a twinge of jealousy. I acknowledge it. And I'm like, okay, what am I jealous of? Like, why am I jealous? Like what's going on? And I ask myself some questions. I get curious about it. And I don't say, well, of course they're more successful because they have this and this and they have it so easy. No, I go, okay, Andrea, why are you feeling this little bit of jealousy? Like what's going on here? What are you jealous of? Right. And I explore it. And I get honest with myself about what is it? What is it that I'm feeling jealousy of? Because jealousy is usually an indicator that you want that thing or a version of that thing. Okay. It's a trigger that like there's something that they're showing you that you want for yourself. Maybe you don't want the exact thing that they have, but you want a version of what they have or something. Okay. And so I try to explore that. I'm like, what's this version of what they have that I want? Or do I want a version of it or whatever? Right. And so then I explore it enough to where it becomes inspiration instead of jealousy. And then I study them and I figure out like, okay, what is it about them or or not what about them, but like, what are they doing to be so successful? Because guess what? I could maybe do it too if I want, right? If If it's a skill, if it's a personality thing, if it's a marketing thing, if it's um, an opportunity, if it, well, guess what? I could probably do most of those things. You guys, it's not like people just go around getting lucky. Like that's a freaking distortion too. People don't just go around getting lucky. So 
if I have enough self-awareness to study them, then I will be able to figure it out, right? And they kind of become one mentor to me. Sometimes I pay them for mentorship or I watch them from afar and I just study them and I learn from them, okay? So I am very passionate about this because I feel like people just torture themselves. They literally walk around torturing themselves with the way that they think. And the cool thing is, is you have power over your mind. You can change how you think anytime. So I want to give you a couple of ways to challenge your cognitive distortions, okay? Here are some questions you can ask yourself. How do I know if this thought is accurate? What evidence do I have to support this thought or belief? How can I test my assumptions or beliefs to find out if they're accurate? Do I have a trusted friend who I can check out these thoughts with? Is this thought helpful? Are there any other ways that I can think about this situation or myself? Am I blaming myself unnecessarily? What or who else contributed to this situation? Is it really in my control? Am I overgeneralizing? Am I making assumptions? What would I say to a friend in this situation? Can I look for shades of gray? Am I assuming the worst? Am I holding myself to an unreasonable or double standard? Are there exceptions to these absolutes? Am I making this personal when it's not? All right, guys, I really hope that you got some value from this. So if you did, please find me on Facebook or Instagram and let me know what your big takeaway was. And as always, please, please leave a review and share this podcast so we can get this message out. Um, And I will see you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in and listening all the way through the Anti-Hustle Social Selling Podcast. Be sure to subscribe. And if you like what you hear and are listening on iTunes, would you do me a favor and leave a review? Reviews are an important part of getting this podcast in front of more people to spread this anti-hustle message. You can also copy this link and share with friends or on social media. And thank you so much for locking arms with me and being a part of this important movement. Remember, social sellers need to learn different and effective strategies that are right for them to grow their business now more than ever. I know together we can spread the word that it's totally possible and it can all be found here on the Anti-Hustle Social Selling Podcast. So until next time, crush your goals and stay in alignment.